Welcome back, everybody, to Geek Freaks Interviews, show where we get to talk to some really cool people, interview some really unique people, and just have a great time talking. Um, I'm here with somebody I met at the Capital Creative Show, Daniel Owens, who is the creator of Symphonic Spheres, a brand new game being developed. Daniel, how are you doing today? Doing pretty well, man. Thanks for having me here. No, we're, we're excited to have you. Um, it was a really cool opportunity to come meet you because you were like, what, a booth down from us and <laughs> yeah, your screen was literally facing us the whole time. <laughs> and so if you listen to our previous episodes about the showcase, uh, we do talk about your game a little bit because we could see it while people were playing it. So it was really cool. Um, so, Daniel, like what got you into it? Like what what started sure. your game development path? Like kind of tell us a little bit about you. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. I loved, I loved hearing you guys chat up the, the game a little bit at the um, event too. That was pretty fun to be like, Oh man. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, basically I'm a musician through and through. Um, okay. I'm full degrees in trombone and studying uh, music and composition and um, have been switching over for the past, I guess like a year and a half to both composition specifically and um, getting into the game world, um, kind of the, I played Hyperlight Drifter and um, really kind of was like, oh, this is, you get to be all kinds of people that you want to be mm-hmm. or, um, and really decided to to pursue it. And so I've been doing that for about a year and uh ended up been doing some game jams and whatnot. And as an audio person, um, there are some opportunities to do some stuff, but as a creative person also like the jams are only so satiating Mm. and wanted to get something to write music for and do some sound design for it. I ended up with the idea for a game. I had met somebody, um, Megan Carnes, who is a game dev and, composer at gdc and i kind of just something uh clicked in my brain after talking to her just to see like composer slash game dev on her on her name Mm -hmm. tag was just like a oh wait that that can happen you could do that like that's rad okay cool and then like that's a thing yeah and uh and then i just i pitched my idea um that i had been kind of rolling around for fun like mm-hmm. literally just on paper with no intention to make it at all, really um, to the um, Sacramento uh, development group. And it got voted as one of the, one of the ones for the like progressive game jam. And that was a little bit over three months ago now. Wow. So a little, a little bit of a, uh, quite a creative process. Through, through a three-month span, like, just going from having it on paper to having a prototype out at the showcase. Like, it's, it's like, it's an impress. I, like, for me personally, I thought it was really impressive for three months of work. Like, that that was really impressive to just see it and, like, kind of kind of get into your head about it. But I didn't Thank even you. know your, you know, your musician background. Like, I knew you were into music, but knowing specifically that you have degrees, you have, like, all this stuff in it. so. It's something unique that I think not a lot of game developers have. I mean, mm-hmm. thinking of like music games offhand, like Rock Band or Guitar Hero, those are really more music geared, you know, games. Whereas your game, 
there it almost seems like it's it's music inspired versus <laughs> actual like you're holding a physical instrument and playing and and, and doing that stuff so excellent with, thank with you your, so much yeah it was really cool to kind of just bounce that you know and and just see that and like wow there's there's such musical inspiration because like I'm not a big music person at all. Like mm-hmm. I can, I played the drums in middle school. That was about as far as I went musically, but it's cool to see that inspiration. And like a lot of the games that I play, one of the big factors I really like is, is the music good? Because that's what you're going to be listening to a lot minus sound effects and For voice sure. acting. For sure. That's like yeah. one of the bigger things. So something that I kind of want to go with is like, what, what music inspired you to make this game was it just like you had a piece of music you were playing and you were like oh this would fit really good with this game or like what 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 two pieces came together to create symphonic spears sure um yeah um where to start uh, i think initially like, i think we you and i talked about it a little bit of exactly that idea that video games music in video games or video games that are musical are yeah. very down a couple paths. Yeah. And there's, there's not a lot in that where like, you know, guitar hero and rock band are the two that come to mind, but yeah, I feel like there are a lot others that are more music geared. Mm-hmm. Whereas yours is more music inspired. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I, I love that you said that too, because it really was kind of in looking for stuff to write music for and having learned enough sound design that I can kind of get footsteps in and do some, do some stuff. Um, I have always kind of been of, I've always avoided a lot of the, the music video games because they are so much my wheelhouse. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I remember being in college in the dorms and my, my friends had me turn, um, play rock band. There was like guitar hero. And yeah, they were like, you're good at this. I was like, I'm majoring in music. Like, yeah, I'm you should be guys like, it. come on. <laughs> They're like it's four buttons. I, I'm like, play tr- classical trombone. Like, yeah, it's um, like, come on, this is this is nothing. They think they can play the guitar after that, too. It's like, yeah. And it's like it's and like there's so much merit in it. And like the idea that like people love it. And it's mm. there are so many people that have not only learned about certain genres of music and bands that they've come to love, but also like there is some basis of rhythm and different aspects mm. that can turn into um, get you on your way to be playing a, a musical instrument without a video game. I just found that like so much of even like musical puzzles and puzzle games and whatnot, just always kind of end up with a um, like here is musical manuscript or yeah. like this is a piano keyboard. Okay. And um I'm a huge puzzle game fan. I grew up, I played mist with my mom growing up. Like mm-hmm. the witness is one of my favorite games and a huge yeah. inspiration for this game. And like, mm-hmm. I was trying to come at it from the idea that like, or what came to me was, was trying to have it be musical and allow a step away from notation and yeah like oh i'm reading music now because music really actually is just the sound yeah like, that's that's the thing that's happening and so to get away from the the written like oh i'm i'm writing down the notated music and and yeah. getting to instead make music and have 
you engage your ears in the way that music, like being a musician demands, um, mm. kind of helps. So it's, put like, it all so it's together. like getting into the brain of a musician. Yeah. Yeah. I think, in a, yeah, I don't think I put it in that context. It kind of is sort of, if I, if, <laughs> if I was really to put it into words, I think it is kind of the experience of writing music. Mm is walking around in that game it's like i know over the years it's been like you'll wake up with a feeling that like you want to write something yeah and then you're just kind of wandering blindly until you get some bit of a melody that feels right Mm. and then you do that until it kind of comes out of this nebulous state until being like oh here's this melody and that's exactly what happens in the game it's like you're just kind of pulling these pieces that you kind of hear and then like, okay, Mm. Oh, Oh, this is this melody. Okay, cool. And, and at the end, the idea of it turning into like a, a string trio, Mm. um, to take that same melody and go, Oh wow. Yeah. Here's this idea from it being something that comes out of the air to Mm. a broader orchestration is, is the process of composing. Right. No, it's, it's, it's interesting. You put it that way. We're like, you have like the pieces of music because it's, you know, obviously your game, like that's what you're doing. You're kind of collecting these little melodies and you're mm-hmm. bringing them back to the main hub. And it just reminded me of kind of how like song artists, like some song artists, especially in like, I would say rap music, they just take kind of pieces that come into their head and they just write them down. Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, you know, this, this line came into my head. I don't know if I'm going to use it or not, but I'm going to put it down. I would think that's kind of in the same way with what you do, you know, with music. I haven't studied music, so I don't really know, but, oh, a melody, you know, something just comes into your head. You hear something, you know, some, in some way you put it down yeah, and then eventually it it kind of expands into that. So, but I really want to commend you. Like, it's just the experience of it because it's almost like you're feeling music more than you're actually creating it, which I think is, you know, your overarching goal is you want people to feel rhythm and melody rather than feel like okay here's one two three four here's one two three four one two you know like having them feel it for themselves and just understand it so in in the sense of your game what what direction do you go from where you are now is there more to come on it are you still kind of you know branching out for new ideas or are you like hey this is my structure this is what i'm doing with it and this is my Mm -hmm. development plan and we get to that point Sure. Um, so this really was kind of a, a minimum viable product, kind of just making sure that some of the mechanics work. Um, I'd love to make a larger experience that mm. is a little bit more um, finding areas, getting to make puzzles. Mm. Um, like a musical journey. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, very much. I, I mean, I was playing, I've been playing Sable on and Mm. off lately those kinds of there seems to be the indie world has all these like just feel good wandery um like open-ended yeah just like letting the experience exist especially like Mm. as i've grown up as a as a video gamer like i don't care to have the like stuff that i'm really like um needing the dark souls experience of getting destroyed over and over again Mm. um so the the art piece esque games are what's really satiating to me and having mm. that kind of feeling of, yeah, just like the music. Be, it's like where 
we have such capacity now with the systems that we have and headphones and all of the things that having the player engage with their ears in a way that they haven't normally mm. and getting to use like the 3dness of a, of a video game space to be like oh wait what is that over there and like triangulating with our ears in the way that we do in reality just seems like a really fun way to to find stuff mm. um, there's a, a portion of the witness that has some pitch puzzles that's like it's just having you I think the first one was like bird calls and there's like a high, okay. a medium and a low mm. um, as a, as an idea for like a, I remember being very entranced with that of going, Oh yeah, you are using pitch recognition. You're, you're dealing with musicality or understanding mm. of your ears in that way. Um, but in a, in a way it's like, it is a music puzzle or a sound yeah. puzzle in a completely unique way. And mm. That just that just yeah kind of launched me off to mm. to go into the whole thing. As far as the future is concerned, um, I first of all like thank you to the the um, Drew Seb and Felipe who helped me with the project up till now. Um, but it was it was a, a game jam game that we're finished with. It'll be up on mm. on itch.io um, in within the next couple of weeks, and from there, hoping to it would I would love to continue it moving forward mm -hmm. um i don't quite know i'm so new to the industry and don't right don't quite have the connections to understand what that looks like completely yeah. but would absolutely love to do it mm -hmm. so it's interesting like just having your music background and like that creative side and then going into game develop de developing do you see connections in both worlds where like when you're creating a game and when you're making music that things kind of go hand in hand. You're like, Oh, it's just like this in music, you know? So I yeah. kind of want to just get your thoughts on that. Yeah. Um, time scale and, and understanding people kind of stuff. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, I also write poetry and so it's okay. The creation process and like being a person who's kind of like aesthetic minded or like iterating to have, a feeling come across kind of thing seemed mm. to be like um very conducive to being in the game development chair it's like yeah i'm, I'm very very capable or i mean a range of capabilities as far as um putting putting things that i want together and mm. and so in the the video game space yeah it's it's just another art form mm. Yeah, so it, it's cool that, like, just kind of seeing your game and just, like, that that the music definitely does kind of take you into this, like, that's, it's like your senses are just heightened. Because when mm -hmm. you're listening to something, like, it just actively engages your brain and you become entranced in that yeah. world when, you know, you're playing any game. Like, totally. you know, and, and the music really does, does influence it. You know, I personally, with my fighting games podcast, we did a, a music episode. We talked about how music influences us and like takes us to an emotional place. Like, you know, where in intense moments, the music becomes more intense and, mm -hmm. you know, like all that kind of stuff kind of plays in. So it's cool to know that there's a game out there that's taking that concept and really honing in on it and, and trying new things with it that haven't, I haven't seen really with <laughs> a lot of games. I mean, 
when you talked about music puzzle games, the first one that came to mind for me was the newest Tetris game that just came out. Tetris Effect Connected came out last year or two years ago. Totally. Um, but like the music, like it definitely entrances you into game and kind of puts you in a in a in a mindset of yeah, that. Man. So I totally understand your game and like being a puzzle gamer, like it's just something like I just I I know what you're doing and I and I love it. <laughs> so it's like I it's like oh, I just wish there you know I want it to be out already. I want to see more of it. Um, but you. just going back to what what how did the name Symphonic Spheres? come to be like how, yeah. how did you how did you end up with that name um it was it was kind of the the obvious thing i knew it was spheres and i knew they made noises and i think like at the game jam when they just they like they wrote a symphony of spheres or something mm-hmm. um in a world that i make a broader game of it um there's a concept called um music of the spheres that okay. would be the obvious extension for this that's like um in my big plans of like having to go cut away stuff every week or two to be like, it's a game yeah. jam game. It's a game jam game. I had to yeah. throw a lot of this stuff out, but mm. um, the uh, music of the spheres is um, like, do like the ancient Greeks figured out that these ratios based off of the like orbits of the planets mm. um, have these certain repetitions that basically give you melodies Okay. Out of the different planets. Right. So there's, you could, I want to like orchestrate for that and have spheres for each planet kind of thing. Okay. Um, and so symphonic spheres kind of came about as leaving that title for the, the game that I'd want to make for that title. And, um, symphonic spheres being like the spheres are just circles and spheres are something that's always been important to me. It's like worshiping the seasons and the planet and all these different things that also ends up being a a pretty big aspect of the, the game as it exists. Mm. Um, yeah, it just kind of, just kind of fell, fell in and felt right. Okay. So there, there's inspiration behind that through, you know, that, that theory and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, speaking of motivation, you said that you are previously a gamer. You still are a gamer. I would, I would hope. Um, yeah. But so the, I know you listed a couple games that kind of inspired you. But is there kind of that main one that's like, man, this game really took a hold of me and really kind of pushed me to want to create my own game, or is it kind of just a mixture of a lot of games? <sighs> is there any like in mind you can think of? It's such a funny thing, man. It's like I kind of in falling into this career lately, like the last couple of years kind of looked back at my life and I, I took like five or seven years off of gaming. And, but I, I grew up on original Nintendo and Genesis mm. and Xbox and then like came back and was like, Oh yeah, like I missed portal and like, Oh yeah, I missed like Bioshock. And like when I got a laptop that could game, I like busted through a bunch of titles that yeah. I was just aware of. But like, I, man, it's been everything from like, I like I sat down in high school and level for level beat Mario one. And that was like a a, like pin of pride on myself even at the time. But like Mm -hmm. everything, my brother, my brother and his best friend, like, uh, and I would play Mortal Kombat all the time, but it's been everything for like, I I grew up uh, near, I'm out. I mean, I'm in Elk Grove. Um, and so outside of Sacramento being like not a lot of people nearby, 
Mm -hmm. Um, we're like on 10 acres out here. So it was just like, there was a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And so I would just kind of, that was just the thing. And like, as I developed more in music, it kind of, it was always just this separate thing. And then more recently it's come together, um, as like, Oh wait, I guess this is a real thing that could happen. It just like never really occurred to me. I was always just like, Mm -hmm. Oh, music is I'm doing music and blah, blah, blah. And then kind of in the last couple of years it just broadsided me i like literally picked up it was hyperlight drifter um and the witness okay. i just like was like i i'm in i'm down yeah um i really love where the possibilities of like, even like super meat boy is just such a like seeing what the indie like the just the the breaking open mm. that the indie scene has done to be able to give just the weirdest games like there's no way like I am bread should be a game at all. And but it is, and it is. And it's so good. Yeah. And such a silly, like there's just so much stuff. So like it's, it takes it from all sides. I think I just finally like a bud of mine played through, like I saw him playing the last of us Okay. and was like, what is this? Like, and sat down and played it in his room when he was gone. <laughs> he was like, yeah. yeah, go for it, man. So I kind of just got hooked back in and it, it didn't really occur to me until until I was already like trying to figure out some of the technologies. I like, I took Mm. an audio engineer or um, a game audio class at SF state and immediately was like, Oh no. Cause I was like, what does this do? And why does this, but like, he's like, Oh yeah. And like, we were just in unity and I was asking all these questions. The teacher's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's like, just add these sound files and be done with the class. And I'm like changing fonts and like double checking, like, yeah, like under trying to understand the lighting map. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I just have enough ADHD that I'm like, what is all this stuff? Like, I don't want to be in here and not yeah. understand anything. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it just kind of all snowballed in <laughs> like from just kind of right having knowledge from playing over the years and wanting to like, once you're in the actual software that all this stuff's getting made, you're like, Oh, cool. Oh, this is like a place that you can go and like make this stuff. Okay. Rad. Yeah. No, it's, it's super, it's super interesting to like have gone to the show and like seen yours and a couple of the other, you know, developers around you guys and just kind of see how different everything is, even though you guys create under somewhat of the same platform. I know there's, different types of software that people use so the engines run differently and all that but Mm -hmm. it's cool to see that like it's so different there's no two games that look exactly alike um but speaking to you know what else motivated you is there a specific type of music that inspired the music in the game like from an artist of some sort or was it just kind of it came to be yeah um so like i've I've done everything from jazz to classical to funk to hip hop mm. to salsa to I like go go on that list for a while. Yeah. I, I've played everything I can get my hands on. Um, and when going into the like you were touching on the idea of like the that like space of like puzzle brain quiet, yeah. like that mm. Zen that happens um, uh, between that and like the like music of the spheres kind of thing. Gustav Holst is a classical um, composer who wrote this thing called the planets. And like, so he, I like took some very, very basic inspiration there, but it was, um, his, his works are just their masterpieces. But Mm -hmm. um, 
going back to some of that source material and going like, oh yeah, okay. Um, how do I capture this feeling? Um, and I, in playing with sound design and like, even in the short time period that I went, I think just the spheres that you overhear from a distance went through like, I think I did like four or five different iterations before I found the one that I was like, okay, cool. This'll, this'll be okay for now. Mm. So it kind of just all, I like pulled from a lot of different places, a lot of classical music inevitably for just the sense of the place and grandeur Mm. kind of feeling. Um, and then it all sort of ended up just kind of making making sense once the space was there. Because even I couldn't even start writing the music until there were like trees on the ground. And that right. was like <laughs> it was like a week and a half before or a week before the event. Right. So I, I like literally wrote that melody and got to orchestrate it over the course of like a couple days while mm. figuring out the rest of the thing. But sometimes I, I feel like in the in those cases, sometimes the best stuff comes out of that pressure. Yeah. Because you're really yeah. <laughs> pushing yourself and you're really, you know, wanting to create something unique and your brain just kind of digs deeper. Yeah. So, and like and you don't get to say no. Yeah. And I think that like it's so hard to turn off our like critical brain of going, what is enough or like what is this thing? And like when you just kind of go okay, cool. Like I don't have time to say yeah. no and like break this apart. It ends up being, um, we'll worry about it later. Yeah. Just like a true thing. It's like, you're the, I'm like, mm. okay, cool. Here's a melody. And like, turns out melodies are just a bunch of notes. And if you, mm-hmm. you like, I don't know. It's like, if you, when you write a note to somebody, when you're like leaving the house or something like that, or like a text message to a good bud, like it does the job well. Yeah. And it's like, you could spend a lot of time and, and make a very, very like overly formal text message to your best friend. And like that won't work as well. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. I, I, I get you there. Like sometimes it's just like, Hey, let's just throw it in there. It works. It feels good right now. I'm just going to leave it and I'll come back to it later or, Hey, I'm just going to leave yeah. it because it just sounds cool. Yeah. And like where, uh, it's almost like humor of like mm-hmm. where sometimes a joke just works and yeah. if you like try and repeat it, it doesn't work No, or it starts feeling stale or whatever. And like mm-hmm. there's, um, when I was, I had a like jazz trio that I was making arrangements for, for a while, mm-hmm. um, that I was playing in. Um, and there was a palpable difference of like n- the new material. It was like, if I just came out, it's like, I would, I got in the habit of like writing something every every show that we did mm. because there just was something different in the air right when the music was new um it was like you could hear the ink drying or something yeah and i think that same kind of thing is true it's like you don't have time to let it get overproduced or thought about yeah. too much or played too many times it just feels fresh and i think mm-hmm. that's what i think that's what the feeling in there was mm. So going back to reference the showcase, there were a lot of game developers there. And yeah. I know at your booth, you know, I think you were the only person there. So you really didn't have an opportunity to really kind of go around to see things. But from the people who came up to your booth who were also developers, like kind of 
talk about that back and forth with the develop, you know, with different developers, whoever came up to your booth, was there some back and forth banter, like kind of, kind of just describe the talk between you as a game developer. I feel like in a unique way with your music background versus somebody who's like a traditional game developer making like, you know, the single player RPGs (laughs) and that kind of stuff. So it's, I'm just interested to see what you, those conversations look like. Everyone is super nice, man. Like the game, the game world seems like it's full of people being, being chill. I mean, Mm. coming from the music world, especially classical, like people can just get vibey or like, yeah, you can deal with a lot of, um, unchecked egos, um, out of people being lucky more than anything else. Right. And so it's nice to be around other introverts (laughs) who are like (laughs) also nerds and like just being like, sure, dude we're all just here to play some games and like mm. um i thought i was just overwhelmed with how positive everybody was about it the other devs yeah. like um the players across the board it was so fascinating to like watch someone play something that you made and then see them as a person like they some people like you sat down and were like okay cool and like chopping it up with me while playing and also like getting into the thing and like getting lost in the game a little bit and then like mm backing up and having conversations still and then other people just like try and break the game yeah and like you're like what are you okay like yep. i get like that's an option like mm-hmm. sure but the devs by and large were super super that was like some random kids coming in and trying to like figure out if they could get out of the the Do expected like maps kind of thing yep. Um, yep. um but the games are super nice i had some guys um like throw some stuff out there, um, bounce ideas, like the stuff, have some, have some, some thoughts. Um, I was really happy with, with the positivity from it. Like, like I said, but also it was like, uh, especially because that game I feel specifically is the least like that, that space was like the least like positive place for that kind of game to be. It's like, hey, here's speedrun this walking game that you're listening right. really closely in the midst yeah. of like this big hallway full of people. Mm-hmm. So the fact that anybody got it and got hooked into it and were having a good time and playing through it all the way, I was just overjoyed. And everybody mm-hmm. was, yeah, just like I said, super stoked about it. It was great. It's just, yeah, it's really cool. Like I even like with our, you know, our two episodes that we had, because we wanted to interview everybody, but, you know, with mm-hmm. time constraints and you know, you were the only person at your booth. So like, it's <laughs> yeah. kind of tough to, to get you to come over when you're the only person there. Um, but it was cool to talk to the other game developers about their games and kind of see how they bounced ideas off of each other. And just how like, you know, everybody like had constructive criticism within the game that wasn't mm-hmm. hurtful criticism, but it was something that like, Oh, I haven't thought of it like that, you know? Yeah. And I think I I think we had a couple of like kind of back and forth where for sure. we were talking about your game and it's like for someone like me who's huge into puzzle games and that kind of stuff and just who gets entranced by game music like what I'm you know working on podcast stuff coming up with episodes ideas I got music playing in the background all different types of gaming music and it just gets you into this like it, the words I mean the terminology I know is called the Tetris effect yeah. you you said was Zen you know Zen mode but for me like my what I know it as is called the Tetris effect where you just kind of zone out and you just are so entranced in what you're doing so 
I, I think just like I do want to just say like I'm really excited to see where you go with it because I feel like that type of game specifically it's so open ended. No one has really kind of do- like taken a head first dive into it and just was like, all right, let's let's see what we can do with you know audio cues and you know understanding pitch and depth perception using your ears and sure. and just knowing you know all these little things that you don't realize you're doing as a person like you just aren't conscious of. And then when you have to really, you know, train yourself to use that stuff is just, it's so different of a game that I I think it's going to be super cool, whatever direction you decide to take it in, because it's just going to, it's super fun and super interesting. Um, Yeah. I appreciate that so much, man. Yeah. It was definitely the, the goal of the whole thing being really trying to gamify and like figure out how to, to uh just have fun with some of those things Mm. no it's it's super cool um just having a chance to sit down and talk to you play through it and ask you questions about the game itself when like you know when you're sitting down and playing a game like you don't get that like (laughs) i'm sitting next to the guy who made it and it's like i was sitting i remember i was sitting down next to you and i'm like okay is this a thing is this a thing (laughs) like i was just so like i don't want to like you know, I, w- I want to get through it in the in the intent, not the intended way, but, you know, because your place room sure. is so like you're playing it for for your game specifically. It's just so open ended. Like there's no roadmap. It's like you, <laughs> you're you're put down and it's like, go, go, yep. like just just go explore. And it's like it, it scratches that itch of an exploration game with something like I feel like Skyrim. <laughs> breath of the wild like okay. breath of the wild you drop in it's like all right go to whatever dungeon but like with yours it's yeah. like you drop you in and there's you see it like there's four different colored regions so you go to you know you can go to whatever region you want to that's that's your choice and how you how you go okay. about it so i feel like all the playthroughs when someone first picks up the game it's going to be unique to them because yep. of how open-ended it is and absolutely and that was exactly the goal breath of the wild is definitely one of the ones that i took a lot of inspiration of both from like a you'll know where you're not supposed to be um kind of thing mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. where you're like going yeah. no that hurt a lot i'm going home now yeah um but also the i'm <clears throat> i think we might have talked about this a little bit then of like where I love the old school games for their like, eh, figure it out. Like, yeah, they just drop um, you in. Yeah, they just drop you in like where a really well developed game. And like, obviously, there's a thousand ways to make it. But like, for me, my favorite games are stuff that like don't get over explained. Yeah. And um, where you can figure out and piece together like um, very like Outer Wilds esque of like, you'll you'll get to know more the more you play mm-hmm. and like where stuff kind of becomes and stuff's just like like you don't know all the in in like a real world situation like you don't know what every house is for or what every building does or like what every company like their life story or whatever so like yeah the i love the world building aspect of having everything available to you i just also um I want to get across as much as I can for what the format or the medium um, is great at. Mm. And for me, 
It's like video games are great at sound and visuals. Mm -hmm. And so none of that is text. Right. So like the more that you can just be like, wow, what a cool place. And like, wow, what is that sound? The more that you're going to have a great game. And like all the games that I really love, you get to figure out the mechanics a little bit and you Mm -hmm. find out the rules. I remember I was like three months into playing kingdom, which is like this 2d. It's like a side scroller strategy okay. game. That was like, you can do what it's like, literally you're like picking up coins and building stuff as like a king or queen running back and forth and like expanding your land. But it's like a, right. a deceivingly complex strategy game that they literally just go, Hey, like press down and like spend a coin now survive for as long as you can. Yep. literally everything you're just going wait what wait okay 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 god uh mm. and it's um makes it so that when you find stuff it doesn't um feel like it was a gift or yeah. like you were gonna find it no matter what i like i'd love to remake the new spider-man um the new-ish spider-man yeah. the most recent spider-man like with like nothing to do except like find find where bad guys are yeah like no building anything no small whatever puzzle connector things that like Mm. just there's a a bloat of stuff within a lot of games that are just kind of content filling yeah um and that sometimes takes away of what is otherwise such a joy of gameplay yeah and so i just really wanted to ensure a um that truth yeah just trying to make it so that that like you can walk around and enjoy the place and Mm -hmm. like check out this cool thing we built and um get to feel good Mm -hmm. in that place like the self-discovery like oh i found this out i i did this like yeah i understand this now so it's it's that like creative process and all that yeah and awe And I think Mm. that's like the word that comes to mind for the whole thing is like, I really just wanted there to be like it to be all the like literary, like literal definition of awesome of just being like, Whoa, like the jaw dropping effect. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause that's just fun, man. And like, you don't get to, I, (laughs) I'll bring up witness every 20 seconds for the rest of my life, but right. Um, I was living in New York city when I played it. Okay. And, um, to be in a nature scape in the midst of that much concrete was, mm. it was like in a difficult moment in my life as well. Yeah. And, um, it, it sounded like home. Mm. Like I'm born and raised in California and like, it sounded right. like home and I spent so much time in it. I couldn't, couldn't ever really understand exactly why i i mean the puzzles are phenomenal it's one of the better created games ever but um come to find out that uh andrew lackey of uh wasabi sound he actually did a bunch of sound design at angel island oh and in because the the game itself was so immersive that he was like i can't just use whatever sound effects and yeah. hobble them together to be music it's just you walking and it's just this place like there aren't any sounds throughout so he found a place that happened to be near san francisco that like had all of the 
um, different sounds that he needed, the different like grounds and whatnot. Yeah. And then took all the ambiences and footsteps of the same microphone of the same distance and just like created the sonic space for it all to make sense to you Mm -hmm. as a um, coherent whole. And every sound in that game is important. Right. It's like there is there are hums that you're just going, what is that? And why is that? And like, when will that make sense? That's just lets you run wild with imagination. No, it's, it's, it's very interesting. Like just that, that people, I think people don't realize it. Like, it's just something that they're just like, oh, you know, it's just part of the game. Well, yeah, it's, it's a little more than that. Just being a part of the game. There's a lot more where I think your game kind of brings it up into like, oh, so this (laughs) is the game. Like doing that is the game where there's nothing else. Yeah, there's there's nothing else. So all you have to go off is that, but. No, I'm really I'm really excited to see where it goes cuz from what you had at the creative show, it's super cool, super Thank awesome. You. It's it's something that like whatever direction you take it in, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be really cool. So, you said it was on itch.io. It's, It'll be on it's itch. going to be um depending on when this comes out, should be out um the next week or two probably by October there'll be a build up on itch. Okay. Is there anywhere that they can follow you just for like development processing and that kind of stuff? So people can, you know, give you a follow social media, you know, all that kind of stuff just to follow what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I, um, I'm putting music up on SoundCloud under affordable nature and my Twitter is affordable N A T R. Okay. Um, and those are the two big ones. I have an itch page for affordable nature as well. And then I'm in the process of building my site for affordable nature dot art. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Go give him a follow. Go check him out. Daniel, thanks for, you know, just taking the time. I know that the creator show was, was intense and we talked <laughs> about doing the interview and I'm glad we finally got to do it. Cause I remember in the back of my head, I'm like, man, there was like three people I really wanted to interview <laughs> and you were like one of them for sure. I was like, man, I really want to interview him because this game looks so cool. So glad but to get the invitation. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad we got to have you on. Yeah, man. It was great joy to be here. I was really glad. Um, you were like the first person to play it. So it really was a fun to like watch you specifically just be like, Oh cool. What is this? I'm like, Oh my God, it's working. Yes. <laughs> so I really appreciate you. Yeah. So guys keep an eye out for symphonic spheres. Uh, Daniel, again, really excited for you as a developer, but also as a gaming enthusiast, just excited about your game. So, you. you know, just keep at it. It's, it's going to be super fun. It's going to be a great time. And, you know, hopefully the next time we have you on, you're going to have, you know, a couple games under your belt and who, who knows what might happen. Sounds great, man. Sounds great. I love that. All right. Signing off from uh, Geek Freak Interviews. We'll see you guys next time.